when you give everything you have to God, get ready because it's coming. It might not come the ways you think, but it's going to come in better ways. He will do exceedingly abundantly of all you can ask or think because he's faithful. You are listening to the Christian Music Archive podcast, part of the new release today podcast network. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Each week, I share stories about Christ, community, and music, chatting with musical guests who you will find listed on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. There are thousands of creative men and women who have helped shape the soundtrack of the Christian faith, and we get to hear their stories, learn about how Christ has made a difference in their life, and hopefully along the way, we'll learn how we can be a better part of our community. One of my goals with this podcast is to talk to musicians who have been making music for the past 50 years or so. Currently on the Christian Music Archive, I list nearly 2,000 artists and bands, so if we do one episode a week, it's going to take me about 38 years to complete. (laughs) Now, some of these artists have graduated to the Heavenly Choir, and I'll have to wait to interview them until I join them in heaven. And of course, we are adding new artists all the time, so I think I've got my work cut out for me. During the past 18 months, scheduling these chats has been pretty easy, as many of the artists were staying close to home since concerts and tours have been canceled. But there were several folks who, even though they weren't touring, have been incredibly busy, and finding time to sit down with them has been quite a challenge. One of the first artists I invited to the podcast was Cece Winans, and, well, let's just say she is one busy lady. (laughs) Between the work at her church, where she is co-pastor with her husband and son, the studio time she had working on her new album, and just life in general, we had a really difficult time finding a date that fit both of our schedules. But, thanks to her assistant Irma Bird, we were able to sneak in a short chat on Radio Day a week ago, and I think you'll find that the wait was worth it. My interview with Cece Winans is coming up in about two and a half minutes, so stick around. Well, we'll get to our interview in just a minute, but I wanted to introduce you to Doug Hoffman. Doug is the executive director of Mercy, Inc. Doug, it would be really cool if you could just tell us a little bit about what is Mercy, Inc., and what do you do? Mercy, Inc. is a humanitarian 501c3 organization. We do humanitarian work around the world. We like to describe ourselves as being the hands and feet of Jesus to those that are disadvantaged, those who don't have what we have. And that might be food, that might be health, that might be spiritual. We reach out to them through compassion work, through helping hands bring them to Christ. I mean, that's our ultimate goal around the world. So if you think about it, what did Jesus do when he was on this earth? Jesus reached out to them. He was always healing, he was feeding, he was nurturing, he was helping emotionally. And that's what our model for for mercy is, to be like Jesus. Always think about what would Jesus do if he was in that situation. Thanks, Doug. To learn more about the work of Mercy, Inc., head over to our website, christianmusicarchive.com slash mercy. That's christianmusicarchive.com slash mercy. Cece Winans is one of the busiest women in gospel music. She has been making music for almost 50 years, singing at her church, then as part of the groundbreaking duo B.B. and C.C. Winans with her brother, 
She's also gone on to an amazing solo career, releasing more than 15 solo projects, and according to sales records, is the best-selling female gospel artist of all time. Cece comes from a musical family. There's mom and pop Winans, her brothers formed the Winans, her nieces and nephews have formed groups. I mean, music is in Cece's DNA. With that kind of heritage, you might expect a diva of sorts, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Cece is one of the sweetest, most humble people you'll ever meet, and her love of Jesus sparkles through even more than her sweet smile and bubbly personality. We had about 20 minutes to chat, so let's just jump right into our exchange with Cece Winans. Cece, you've been singing almost all of your life. Didn't I read that your first solo was as a kid in church? Oh, I was my first solo that I can remember was eight years old. Oh. I was eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm 56 right now, so I've been singing a long time because <laughs> because they, they never let me stop. <laughs> Well, and you and you came into a very, very musical family. I mean, is there anybody in your family that doesn't sing? No, everybody sings. Some sing. Some have bigger voices than others, you know. But we all sing. My mom and dad both sing. Yeah, that's how they met. They met in a community choir mm. when they were kids. And um, I have seven older brothers and two younger sisters. And yeah, we all sing. And so you were born and raised into the church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. part of what we like to talk about is is your spiritual experience. I mean, where did where did Jesus become your personal relationship instead of what you know? That's what the family does because we go to church on Mom Sunday. And Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I fell in love with Jesus at a really young age, but I would have to say the personal relationship with him was probably when I was about 12 years old, you know, because that's the age for me of when you really have to begin to make decisions mm-hmm. on standing for him and walking out that relationship. Yeah. But, you know, you know, even years before that, I fell in love with the presence of God. You know, one of the, the benefits to me of being raised in the church is that you become acquainted with the presence of God. And I thank God for my parents who taught us the word of God. And so I can remember, you know, just just loving being in the church, but loving the presence of God. And as I continue to read the word, ask the Lord to come into my heart, um, it's in those preteen years you begin to make the decisions of of pleasing God opposed to pleasing yourself or trying to to fit in with with your friends and um so yeah i've been walking with them for a long time now so was there a specific kind of event or thing that said oh i need to make this my own i can't just ride coattails no i don't nothing that i can just remember and put my hands on you know back then (laughs) (laughs) dave we were repenting every week yeah. <laughs> you know, back then they taught on hell a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How many times did Sunday school did you re-ask Jesus into your heart, right? <laughs> Every time, yeah. you know, so I don't have that where it's just, you know, this particular day. Um, but I asked him to come into my heart probably as, 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 as young as uh, the age of eight. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing that he was real and that he, that he can't, that he saved me, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been walking with him for a long time. Never, never wanted to, to leave him. Yeah. 
That's so cool. Well, and then, so you're walking with the Lord from an early age, and you've got this musical legacy of your family and all of that that's going on. The first place I learned of you was when you and your brother, Bibi, were Mm -hmm. at PTL. And Mm -hmm. so how did you get hooked up with PTL, and how did that whole thing start? I'm so glad you asked that, Dave, um, because I didn't know who Jim and Tammy Breaker was. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, we started out, uh, was born into a musical family. Um, I'm number eight out of 10 and have two younger sisters and we all sang and played. And so uh, singing in church, grew up singing in the children's choir, um, got a little bit older. My my mom and dad started uh, sponsoring us in like family concerts. Oh, we yeah. would do uh, community concerts in, in Detroit. Mother's Day, Christmas, you know, around the holiday seasons. Yeah. Got a call from a friend of ours who we met through Andre Crouch. Oh, yeah. Andre Crouch came to Detroit and a friend of ours, Howard McQuarrie, introduced him to the whole family. Okay. And he was really taken because my brothers, the wine and started recording way before BB and I did. Right. And that same guy, friend of ours, was uh, took a job down in Charlotte, North Carolina as the musical director of the PTL singers. And so they needed some more singers. And he was like, well, you know what? I know of a family (laughs) that got a lot of kids that sing. They could be the whole singers. (laughs) Because me and BB never planned on being a duet. Yeah, That was never part of our plan. So he called. And by that time, I was probably 17 years old. And he called. He talked to my mom and dad and said, I would like for BB and Cece, Mm -hmm. which was our nicknames. Yeah. Um, you know, when you come from a family like that, everybody got nicknames. Some <laughs> nicknames you don't want to share with other people. <laughs> Can't take it public. <laughs> right, right. Hey, you wasn't one of those nicknames, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he said, I'm, I'm working at, at this uh, Christian television program and we need uh, some more singers. We're going to have auditions for singers. And I would like for BB and Cece to audition. Well, my father was like, well, Cece's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't go around the corner. Yeah. And he said, well, I'll let her go since BB's going, okay. you know. And we went down and we auditioned. We we started watching Praise the Lord Yeah. Uh, with Jim and Tammy Baker. We started watching that for a little bit. And after my parents watched it, they were like, okay, you guys can go audition. So we went down and we auditioned. And BB, BB did not make the first audition. I'll just make that known to everybody. <laughs> no sibling rivalry there whatsoever. <laughs> I made the first audition, but but my father said, you're not staying unless your brother stand. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so so Howard said, um, hey, I'm gonna have you guys do a song on, on Sunday morning together. And when Jim, when Jim Baker heard BB and I sing this song together, uh he was like, oh, we got to have BB too. Uh, and so that's how we became PTL singers. But okay. before that, I had never heard of Jim and Tammy Baker, uh, never planned on moving to Charlotte, but that's the way it happened. And then BB and Tammy Baker asked us to sing uh, Love Lift Us Up, uh-huh. the song from Officer and a Gentleman. She yeah. was like, hey, we want to make it Lord Lift Us Up. So uh-huh. that was all her idea. And BB and I started singing that song and the audiences were that were watching it which was majority i believe um white audiences sure and uh 
they started asking, can those two little color kids come come <laughs> sing at our church? <laughs> and that's how BB and Cece was born. Wow. And so you guys weren't going to be doing a duet. That was never the plan. That was just something that the Lord never we, we, planned, Jim and Tammy we, pushed we were singing with our families you know because there's so many of us if we all sing together it'd be a choir yeah. so <laughs> we the first half of the family was singing together and we were singing in a group with some of our other siblings so no we had never planned on singing by ourselves um but God had other plans clearly well and then you guys went on to be very groundbreaking in the contemporary Christian music I mean you broke barriers that nobody had ever been through before and you guys just went on and just did amazing stuff. Thank you. Praise God. Well, and then we went on and then became a solo artist in what was it, 95 or so, started doing stuff. And you just you just haven't stopped. I mean, you, 17 million records is the last thing that I read. I mean, a long, long list of awards. God is just really using you to yeah. reach people in a very special way. How do you take that? Uh oof. I'm so I'm so humbled by it. Um, a lot of people don't know that BB and I, when we when we signed the Sparrow Records and then Capitol Records at the same time, we signed at the same time to do duet records and solo records. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so we did. We of course we started out doing the duo records, and then it was time for us to do our solo projects and. You know, singing, I love singing, but I've, I'm very comfortable in the background. People would know that about mm. me. I'm much more comfortable in the background than I am out front. Interesting. I've never wanted to be out front. Like, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever. Like, never, ever. <laughs> so I, what I'm saying is you don't want to be out front. <laughs> I don't want to be out front. So even when BB and Cece was together, he would do most of the talking, and I would just be there. I love singing, but I could do it in a choir. Yeah. Background singing would have been perfect. <laughs> Um, so when I went in to do the solo project, I was just like, oh my God, it hit me. I had sang songs by myself, you know, even on BBC, so we both always did solo songs, sure. but it's different than doing a whole project by yourself. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? The world have not, the world might not want to hear me by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. I beg to differ. <laughs> and, uh, alone in this presence was my first. And I remember yeah. the Lord just saying, I'm with you. I'm with mm. you. And, and, and. My goal has always been to please him and for him to take what he's given me, anoint it and and use it for his glory. And he has answered my prayer over the years. And he continues to amaze me um, what he's done with just this, this small offering that he's given me because I gave it back to him. Yeah. Well, what would you say to somebody who said, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm giving my gifts to God, but I'm not seeing the success and stuff. I guess what do you define success as, right? I was about to say, if you're giving what, whatever you have to God, you're already a success. Yeah. You know, because that was, it was that choice that has brought me to where I am today. And when I say that, yeah, you you look at some of the fruit that has come from me saying yes to him, but but the the main fruit and the success in my story is that I'm, I'm still in love with him. Yeah. That everything I am and everything that I do is to please him. And that's in private and in public. So that is the that's real success, is to have a life hidden in Jesus 
and to spend your life pleasing him. So wherever you are, you might not have, you might look at the, the platform and the awards and say that's success. But I tell the people all the day, I'm so I'm humbled and I'm grateful for the awards, but that's not why I do what I do. And there's not one award I've won that's been able to heal a broken heart. Oh, wow. There's not yeah. one award that I've won has been able to put actually food in my mouth, yeah. you know, yeah. um, to take care of my kids, to keep them from hurt, harm, and danger. Yeah. Nobody can do that but God, that's you right. know? And so that's success. When you love God and you know that God loves you, then you are, um, you have, you have arrived to the place of good success. Mm. Well, and, and your willingness to give your gift back to God has transpired in other projects too, like you know, you've written books and so forth. But the thing I'm interested in is you and your husband, Alvin, have started a church. And now, and the fun part about this is your son is now pastoring the church. I mean, this is a cool thing of God just saying, okay, I'm going to give you with this little bit more and you're giving it back to me and I'm entrusting you with it. What was that transition like for you? Oh, man. It, I, I don't even have words to describe. Um, God is just faithful. He's faithful. Yeah. And you said it, you said it, Dave, when you, when you give to him, I shared this on, on Instagram really the other day, the key to abundance is giving the key to abundance is giving. Um, and, and yes, it's, it's, it happens with our offerings and our tithes all of that, but it happens with everything that God has given you, your gift, your children. Yeah. When you give your children back to God <laughs> and God has blessed my children. And yes, they have made some horrible mistakes throughout life. Uh, the kids will be kids, right? <laughs> oh my God. I remember when I was, when I was learning of faith and really understanding confession and com the importance of confessing the word of God, my son was probably about 15 or 16 years, years old, you know, those ages sometimes yeah. when they just totally lose their minds. <laughs> and I, I looked at him one day and I was like, you are a mighty man of God. And I said, and every gift and talent that you have will be used for his glory. Wow. Right. And I'm spitting it out there and I'm just giving it to him. <laughs> right. He looked at me, he said, you don't even believe that yourself. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I probably don't, but you know what? I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it until I do. Yeah. And so when you've been in a fight like that for your children and then God begins to speak to him, he was on the other side of the world and yeah. God got a hold to him. And he calls me and say, mom, dad, God is real. Mom, oh. dad, I'm prophesying. Mom, dad, I can't wait. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm just like, what? He comes back to Nashville and all he wanted to do was meet with his friends and tell them about Jesus. Uh, and I just said, oh, my God, you're incredible. Yeah. I don't even know who this young man is. Who is he? And now for him to be our lead pastor and hearing the word of God coming out of his mouth like fire, like a hammer every yeah. week. I am just floored by God's goodness and his faithfulness. So when you give everything you have to God. Get ready, because it's coming. It might not come the ways you think, <laughs> but it's going to come in better ways. He will do exceedingly abundantly of all yeah. you can ask or think because he's faithful. So talk to the mom and dad who have a kid who is wayward and is not following God, 
and you're on your knees begging God, help this kid, do something. Talk to that parent who's just hurting because their son or daughter isn't going the way that God would seemingly be directing. Thank you for asking me to talk to them. I want to say to all the parents out there who kids have gone astray, be encouraged. (laughs) The Bible says the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And we have a song, of course, out now called Believe For It. You got to believe for it. You got to believe for your children. You got to be diligent in speaking what God says about your children. Do not speak about what they're doing or what things look like. Speak only what God says about your children. Hmm. The righteousness of God. Um, And you begin to pray his promises over him. Because as a child of God, we have promises. Yeah. We have promises and you have to be familiar enough with the word to speak those promises over your children. And I don't care how bad it gets. Do not give up hope. Keep believing and keep prophesying over your children because I am a witness that he will bring them all the way back and he will do exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think. My son, I didn't even know the condition he was in. And I thought I was very into mom. I made them go to church. I lived right just in front of them. And he told me later on that plane ride to Australia, he told God, either you or the devil, whoever gets me first, that's where I'm going. Wow. And I had no idea he was so far. Yeah. But God sent him into this little church. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the pastor of that church walked up to my son and told him he was spiritually dull. And God began to work on my son on the other side of the world. So when my son called me and my husband and started testifying to us what God was doing, I hung up the phone. And I want to say this, especially to the mothers out there. God said, look what I did. And you were nowhere around. (laughs) (laughs) You were nowhere around to orchestrate it. You know, as mothers, we feel like we got to have a hand. And I want to encourage the mothers to rest in God's promises and keep praying and believing, not worrying, but praying and believing and rejoicing like it's already done. Well, Cece, I wish we had more time because I want to talk about your new album and I want to talk about a number of things, but we always end every podcast asking how can we be praying for you and your family in the weeks and months ahead oh that is so sweet that is so sweet um well i would i will say for my wow i would say for my son um and our church nashville life church we have just moved into our first building i shouldn't say we we haven't moved into it we're we're we we just purchased it and we are renovating it And so we're praying to move into it. So we would love for that to be purchased and paid for. Yeah. Um, And we just want to be the church that God has called us to be. You know, we're a very diverse church. I believe God is doing something through our church that the world needs to see. So just pray for Nashville Life that we would become all that God has called us to become. And that my son as lead pastor would move in the wisdom and be led by the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God and be led by the Holy Spirit. Wow. 
that time went just way too fast. I really appreciate CC's taking time out of her busy schedule to spend a few minutes with us today. I wanted to dig deeper into the story of her son and the way she prayed for him, spoke life over him, and entrusted him into God's hands. I'll admit I've been worried a little bit lately about my own son and the path that he's on right now. And as CC said, I want to point him in the right direction and help him see how much he needs a vibrant and active relationship with Jesus. I will admit that I've probably said some things that have not turned out well. I've tried to show him the error of his ways and encourage him to do things my way when it comes to his walk with the Lord. And if I'm being totally honest, my attempts to change my son have actually made things worse, which is heartbreaking to me. So CC's counsel to rest in God's promises, keep praying and believing, not worrying, but praying, believing, and rejoicing that God is going to do it. That's just been real helpful for me. She also reminded me that when we give everything we have to God, he will take care of the situation. Ephesians 3.20 says it this way, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And I like the way the New Living Translation writes it. God is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might even think. I have several friends who have broken relationships with their kids right now. Situations where their children have chosen to walk away from God. Maybe you are in a similar situation with your kids. Let's work together to believe that what the Bible says is true. That God will take care of the situation even better than we could imagine it. Unfortunately, time didn't allow us to talk about CeCe's latest worship album called Believe For It. But the current single from that record seems to be especially appropriate today, and it's a good way to end the podcast, I think. So let's listen to the latest single from CeCe Winans called Believe For It. Let this song minister to you as we wrap up today's podcast. And thanks for joining today in the conversation. They say this mountain They say these chains will never break But they don't know you like we do There is power in your name We've heard that there is no way through We've heard the tide will never change
As always, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. I am grateful that we get to spend this time together each week hearing stories of God's amazing faithfulness. As a regular listener to this podcast, would you mind taking a few minutes and rating it on your favorite podcast app? Reviews and ratings really help spread the word so that other folks can hear about these great conversations. And if you have comments or questions for me, please feel free to drop me a message on any of the social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon by searching for at CCMExchange. Or you can always drop me an email on the website, christianmusicarchive.com. I'm really looking forward to our time together next week when I have another great conversation with one of the musicians you'll find on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. So until then, remember this, God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you. <laughs>